Hey there, if you would like ad-free and early versions of these episodes, as well as bonus episodes, movie club episodes, and lots more, head on over to patreon.com slash craigandfriends. It's whimsically volatile. Okay, good. Now, Willem, how's your headphones? Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth on this continent <laughs> and the nation conceived of liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Are your yeah. headphones okay? Yeah, they're fine. Okay, great. <laughs> all right, let me just adjust a little and... Uh, now we are engaged in a great civil war. <laughs> Battle. Now we're rolling. I'm sad we, we didn't roll on that because we just had two hours of fabulous speeches of historical import, yes, which, uh, yes, yes, which we're going to have to redo those later. <laughs> so I'm sorry about Wait, that. Wait, but, but uh, Craig. Yes, Katya. I have to give our guest an introduction. Oh, yes. That's right. We have I a have guest, ladies prepared, and gentlemen. We, we have a guest and she deserves, he, she deserves an introduction. Okay. Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the inimitable, the incomparable complex multi-talents of award-winning model, actress, mattress, provocateur, enfant terrible, and published author, the delightful and legendary Willem Belli. <laughs> wow. Was that good? You can make a career out of that. You really can. It's like one of the girls like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the 12 Dancing Toes. Yes! Uh, <laughs> that's my favorite thing about drag. Oh, I love drag. That's one of my favorite um, things about drag. Somebody's tips are still on the floor, by the way. Does someone yeah. want to pick these up? <laughs> Sorry about that. It's been a very busy day. I'm not day. starting my number until her money's gone. Yeah. Oh. Yo, turn your phone off, Mary. Sorry, it's Mary Dugan. That's his disgust alarm. He's disgusted. Oh, yeah. He can't take it. He's, lo- he's, off. he's out. She just can't take this- it. Willem, have you ever <laughs> stolen tips from another dragoon? No. That to me is a cardinal sin. Oh yeah. God, no. It's a cardinal I've, sin. I, it, when I saw it happen once, I um, made sure to, to let the girl know, like that wasn't your money. Um, and I saw Sonique do it once. Um, she got her tips stolen, and she fucking pounded. beat the guy down to the ground. It was great. Wow. I put it on beatdown. Oh, the, I think I've seen that. It's was it word. on stage? On the stage? He was. He was in the performing area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the vicinity. In the vicinity. Because <laughs> Craig, sometimes what happens mm-hmm. is, you know, you know, you've been to a dra- many sure. drag shows. They, they'll just throw them. They'll make yeah. it rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. Precipitate. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it precipitate. Yeah, I remember hearing that so many times from that stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are your weather Because it could be quarters, it could be Western Union vouchers. Yeah. That's right. It could yeah. be Hardy's coupons. Yes, yeah. the coupons. Receipts to the car wash. Everyone yeah. scrambles over those. All that. Yeah, and then if you don't have a sweeper, yeah. if you're if you don't have a sweeper or yeah. a stagehand, then it's every every girl for himself. But since I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dumb bitch, <laughs> I've often just left my tips out because I'm I'm like I, I don't I do it for the love, not the money. Oh, <laughs> one of those. Sharon Blake blended her tips for the first year in a blender on stage and then drink it i'd be like you didn't want to pull out the big bills first girl oh my oh my joking. god no she blended them all i was like wow there's way better ways to get hepatitis in the gay bar than drinking money you know the two things that are found on money the most cocaine, cocaine and feces, feces. <laughs> yep you which told is me that my one. new scent <laughs> 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 well she's got a song called cocaine and fuck dude sharon yeah well, she also has a song called kai kai where the 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 tune goes, let's make the room stink, <laughs> which is disgusting because it's about butt sex. You well, don't want it to stink. I got um, me and Sharon on the bus once on um, on either. Is that a bl- euphemism for something? No. no I try no, to keep no, up with no. the drag lingo. They were, on a tra- it, they were chasing a, a dragon yeah, on the bus. Chasing the dragon. No, we were on the on the tour bus and yeah. we came up with a, um, a nice hillbilly song called I got fucked with a dagger dick, a little dagger dick, a little dagger dick. I haven't been topping in a while. <laughs> What are you talking about? Wait, do, wait, okay, do you 
I need to know the truth. Can you handle the truth? Uh-huh. Can you handle the tooth? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> is, it, is it brown? <laughs> do you... Is the nerve dead? <laughs> do you consider yourself a versatile person in the bedroom? Mm, if I have to be. Okay. I don't want to be. You don't want to be? If someone asks, I will, but... You want to be the gatekeeper, not the key master. It's on the it's on the tasting menu. Okay. But it's okay. not it's not on the regular customer. You walk in off the street menu. Oh, okay, right. okay. It's on secret gonna, menu. I'm not gonna do that. Secret menu. Secret yeah. menu. Secret yeah. menu. Yeah. Chef's table. And, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong, you're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you can you yeah. regale us with it with a with a tall tale of your whoredom? Oh give Repub- us a good one. Republican National Convention, mm. year oh. two thousand, uh-huh. Philadelphia. Oh god. I Except eight dicks in one day. Wow. Shut. Two of them in the same hotel. Wait, wait, wait. And you know why? Because I'm green. <laughs> I definitely did. I used to work for a messenger service called Premier yeah, okay. in Philly. And they were a great escort service. Um, there's a book called Hookers, Escorts, and Porn Stars that circulated when people still read books. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. About this kind of thing when it wasn't all on the internet. Yeah, and yeah. Um, it was... It was just like a fun period for me from 17 to 18 where I was a hooker. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you say it like that? I think it's, I am very proud of my hooking days, but I got late start. I started when I was like 30. Yeah, I liked it because being underage, I could also say to the guys like, hey, and if any of the pictures you just took of me for that extra money end up on the internet, I'm going to come after you for child porn. The same way, the same way Tracy Lords did porn fully well knowing that later she could, you know, just say one thing and it would, it. Yeah, a yeah. lot of people lost a lot of money off of oh that. Yeah. yeah and brent corrigan same thing yeah. um oh they did that movie with um yeah what was it called uh james franco james franco uh, i forget what it was called. oh king cobra king yeah. cobra yeah directed yes. by a future guest justin kelly actually Wow! Which is his, it was his birthday yesterday as well. Oh and my God! We birthday that's right, boys. That's right. Your birthday twins are happy birthday. Yes, happy birthday! Thank by you. The I'm way, thirty-six, Katya. and I've never felt more disgusting. Fabulous, oh, fabulous. Yeah. You can get really wretched by forty. Yeah. Well, I'm not on meth, so it's good. Don't you brag? Yeah. I'm bra- <laughs> yeah. Um, honey, stop bragging. <laughs> we liked you better when you were on meth. <laughs> uh, so, I don't okay. want to tell you about the listener comments, but you know, yeah. but yeah. that's oh, well. fine. I guess Greg, you can you get her back on meth? Yeah. What's What's your favorite uh, hooker story? Okay, I think. Um, well, oh, I made one twenty a dick too. One twenty a dick, but I only got to keep like eighty five of it. I'm my own pimp and my own hoe. Well, I was too, but f- uh, for a while there were just too many calls, so I had to get someone. <laughs> you, had to out- you had to outsource. Mm. Yeah. My favorite um, hooker story is probably my first one. Um, mm. It was uh, I was at downstairs at Jock's Cabaret. How do you remember when you were three? <laughs> <laughs> You're nuts. You're rotted. I hate you. You kept a journal, right? Yeah, I, uh, Dear diary, today I saw <laughs> a large day. Yeah. It was shocking when I stumbled across it. I was like, oh my God, what's this it's child? Like it was child cave so. drawings yeah. of a child. Oh my God. <laughs> the peony goes in the wing wong. Yeah. No, I was, I, I was, uh, ter- uh entertaining at, uh, downstairs at the bar on a Wednesday and, um, Wednesday and Thursday nights at Jocks were typically the hooker, hooker, hooker nights. Oh, okay. So the, the hooker side of the bar would be slamming and the show side would be just wretched. Nobody. <laughs> so yeah. you'd come out and do like, I, you know, do like a Le'Veon Rose and then nobody's watching. Uh, it's sad. A, it's few, sad. a few arm yeah. gestures. And... Yeah, yeah. And then it was rehearsal night, you know. Sure. Um, of course, I most of the girls just didn't go out for the number. <laughs> they just like stay in the back like, anybody out there? No. Good. Oh, wow. Um, so anyways, this guy was in the, um, the crowd and he was a... Uh, he was a businessman, very ugly, very fat. 
and he's like, "Hey, honey, I'll give you twenty for a, a back massage." I was like, "Yep, and easy." I, and a, easy, I I did it. You know, I was like, right while somebody else's number. It was after my number. I'm still sweaty. Mm-hmm. Some, some another entertainer goes out on stage, so I'm I'm massaging his back, and I was like, "Thank you," and he's like, lifts up another twenty. I was like, "Okay, I'll keep going." Mm-hmm. After the bar, after the show, he's like, um, uh, so you want to come back to my hotel? I was like, dude, I live upstairs. <laughs> so we will go upstairs. He negotiated. He's clearly I don't know done what you before. were doing upstairs, but it wasn't living. <laughs> I stayed there. No, it was not living. <laughs> Yo, you did you stay at my apartment. There. Okay, I squatted. She squatted at my apartment. She left a nice turd in my glove box. Well, you know, you have to leave a gift when you're uh, a guest. Did you fuck anybody in my house? How, wait, hold on. Let me rephrase that. How many people did you fuck in my house? <laughs> I didn't fuck anybody. I blew you know, somebody. Okay. <laughs> well, so uh, getting back to that, he said, okay, he and he had clearly hired a lot of hookers before because he was very on the level. He was like, okay, how about um, half an hour massage, half an hour blowjob, 200 bucks. I was like, sold. Yeah. And he was so... He was a very unattractive man. He was very fat. He was very uh, not a nice person. How was the dick? The dick, Willem. Let me touch see, your hand. See, the dick was Happy transcendent. Uh. The dick was transcendent. Uh. It, it was, and he was a, a miserly, curmudgeonly piece of shit guy. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just a miserable guy. And this is this is the turning point. He said, he said, you want to get off? All, you want to um, get out of your drag and take your wig off? <gasps> I was a like, gentleman. A gentleman. So I was like, I got completely naked, but I kept my wig on. Uh, <laughs> just swaying in the rain. I had to keep that dragon. Yeah. And it was, my wigs were so, well, are, you know, <laughs> were are very bad. Like they were always all crusty and dreaded in the, by, the, by the nape of the neck, you know, mm-hmm. from all the sweat. And, um, and I went to town on that guy's, that prick's prick, because he was a total prick, but his dick was, it was the perfect dick I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was large, but not uh, intimidating. Mm-hmm. And it was curved in just the, the right way, proportioned to his giant body. And he begged me to uh, get some weed for him. I declined because I was sober. And then um, it, I, I made him come, and, and that was it. It was like the most delightful first hooking experience nice. ever. It was lovely. Did you have to take your forearm and hold the <laughs> belly up to get under the <laughs> 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 He wasn't that, he wasn't that, but he actually, interestingly enough, I became his therapist because he was so self-loathing. He was like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm such an asshole. I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. I was like, dude, you have the best dick in the world. It's okay. And money. Yeah. And, and money. Right. Yeah. And money. Yeah. That's so, a good combo. To yeah. He far. left, he left happy. I, he's very satisfied. I'm very proud of myself. Was he, was he a repeat customer? No. Oh. No. But he was, he was a, a walk-in. Oh, he was okay. a walk in. Then I did the you did the Craigslist. You ever do the Craigslist? No, you never did the Craigslist. Well, you had the agency, really? right? Yeah. Oh, well, I, yeah. I, okay. I never really um, hooked in drag on purpose either. Yeah, sure. It was sometimes like I'd hook up with a guy and then he'd leave me money and I'd be like, "Oh, you think I'm pretty enough to hook? Thank that, you so much." Yeah, that happened to me too. He left forty bucks in the in the nook of my sofa. Forty. Forty. You did something right. Well, no, I wouldn't. I, he had hurt, like he had a, a sores on his dick, so I wouldn't. Blow oh, that's him. that one. That one, yeah, yeah, yeah I told yeah, that yeah. one before. He had he he wanted me to um. He actually wanted me to smoke. How do you say no to RuPaul though? Oh, <laughs> my God. oh my god! Oh my god! You're going to hell! You're going to hell! You're going to drag hell! <laughs> Uh, <laughs> also, he can't answer that. Yeah, I'm just yeah, trying uh, to tell you, he can't he's, he's otherwise that. engaged. I'm sorry. No comment. Oh my god. What was your What's your worst hooking story? Worst hooking story. Um. Hmm. Worst hooking story. Let me think. How about okay. grossest? If yeah, you can't grossest. Think of worst. Grossest. Oof. Um. 
one i could tell the guy really wasn't into me but he just he he yeah he wanted he decided to like spare my feelings and just talk to me and it was so weird and then towards the end of it i was like is he gonna try to not pay me oh no what happened did he try to not pay no he paid me but i was like i was just uncomfortable the whole time because i was like keeping it light and like waiting for him to make the move because i was mainly an oral girl out of out of um about 130 clients that i did between 17 and 18 um i'd say i fucked maybe eight of them and all the rest were blowjobs i was i'm great at giving head i'm that one that people say oh i never come from head i'm like oh wait Um, (laughs) we gave head together craig really yeah yeah so what was that whole circumstance (laughs) well Well, (laughs) um if you if you book a sister experience (laughs) yeah gfe times two oh i see right 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 lesbo full-on lesbo Mm, just contacted david a producer entertainment (laughs) (laughs) we were backstage at a group tour it was uh uh denver denver and this elevator got you all yeah. hot and bothered yeah. girl yeah. we had that plateau pussy yeah. high level plateau pussy. mile high month <laughs> oh my god so i was in one dressing room and i heard her on the other side of the wall yeah. with a man yeah. so i climbed on the table climbed over the wall over the wall which was over about 12 it was one of those theaters with where the dressing rooms don't go all the way to the, the oh, top okay. but they're partition they're, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and she didn't roll it up so <laughs> i i took my camera out and started filming first of all yep, yep. and then i notified them that i was filming in a little boy said stop what if i get in trouble i'm like i'm not your fucking mom yeah and suck, then- your, suck your aunt katya suck her harder <laughs> he had the best little peach of an ass oh he did a uh-huh. nice tick yeah uh-huh. nice yeah. Tick. serviceable wiener uh, absolutely serviceable and then wiener. we we were all sucking it and then somebody came in and we we're like get out get someone out. else came in i like the that. promoter, the promoter and he thought in. he had a reason to be back there but we're like we're doing drag yeah. we, this is how we warm up this, this, and it was after the show but still we need to cool down yeah exactly yeah. exactly you know, listen it's a process Talk to any athlete on the field, Craig. Uh-huh, the locker room is sacred. That's yeah. right. That's, that's right. You can't just wander room. in there. They have yeah. an office themselves. Exactly. Yeah. They bring their own printer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I, uh, Alaska was at a point where she was doing something called her after show, where after oh, yes. the show she just yeah. rolls. Yeah. And I remember just being on it, makeup all over, and she's like, "What did you just do?" And I was like, "What do you think?" She's like, "No, you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have." And then this boy comes in, and she she says, "I bet there's makeup all over your." And I pull out his dick, and she's like, "Oh!" <laughs> and I was like, "What do you? We're we're drag queens, not Sesame Street puppets. Exactly. We're not always yeah. sanitary. No. We're we're usually unsanitary." L- listen, my my fucking locker room was uh, behind the Jacques dumpster. Because the backstage door, because I was a smoker, mm-hmm. you always go back to smoke, yeah. and in between numbers, every number, and I, it's 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 the stroll, the host stroll, mm-hmm. the host stroll, and you get. I remember I had a bodybuilder, an an Armenian bodybuilder, and he was this like he was like five foot four mm-hmm. and just like built like a brick shit house, mm-hmm. and he would come by around after his shift and just okay. he would look for me by the dumpster, and uh, he hated that I smoked, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> and and we would do we would um I like that the way you just said he would come to find you by the dumpster but he hated, <laughs> he hated that I smoked, that I smoked. <laughs> you know? he hated he was like for me by the dumpster, dumpster. the Katya a little story <laughs> no it's true though and that was my that was my hangout and um uh and and he would come by would make out and he would uh, feel me up but it, you, you know it was tucked of course you couldn't but sometimes um you know how the the penis does like um. A, a two point bend when it gets uh-huh. hard in a tuck. Yep. He would he would look for the bend. Oh, so he was to, into the bend. Yeah, he was South into the bend. South Bend, Indiana experience. Uh-huh. And um, but and 
and I was like, um, I would feel up on his ass and stuff. And I remember it was so gross. I was like, Ooh, I want to been so hairy. Armenian. So hairy. It's like trying so to get peanut butter hairy. out of a shag carpet. Oh my God. <laughs> that is disgusting. But I told him, I was like, I really want to fuck you. And he's like, little lady, I'm the one who does the sticking. <gasps> <gasps> no. Yes. He called you a lady. Like, oh, yeah, I was and like, he called oh. you little. Was, you were like, taller than him. I was like, I was like six one. You're and a foot heels. taller. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god. Not he, on your knees. Yeah, but he had. A, he had, unfortunately he was hung like a. It, it was very small. So he was doing the 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 poking the poking yeah uh, the poking he wanted to, he wanted to jab me with his elevator button the toothpickings <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so that was your worst hooking story no no oh no no oh. no the worst the worst one um worse than getting paid with your own money that no that it doesn't what? get any worse than that I got I licked a grandpa ass and got paid with my own money and then got left waiting by the door while he went to the ATM no. It was you always make him go first. I, I know. I learned. I learned. I learned after always that. Always get the money. You first. get the money mm-hmm. first. You get the money first. Yeah, and it's. But I was. I'm a people pleaser. You know, so I like to have. I like to give him the full, the full fantasy. And this is him, early in the. It was career, early. Right? This is very yeah. early. Yeah. And then I had one guy. The one fucking jackass came over. It was my third trick of the night, and you know that third trick can get a little desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can get a little desperate. By the where, fourth one, you come. Yeah. Well, I I never came. <laughs> but I, he the came romance over, in the room right yeah now he is... wanted to do cocaine off his dick off he his went, own dick off his own dick and I, I said motherfucker <laughs> I put one leg on the nightstand and the other clear across <laughs> yeah. room on the dresser <laughs> oh, oh, oh motherfucker you are tickling me get the fuck up obviously the coins on the dresser and, and hit, hit the, the door. door I don't have to put up with that shit so That's to do sweet. cocaine off your own dick would you well, need like a party straw you know like no. a wacky well, straw or whatever Craig, that... you gotta get the dick hard first and if his, if, oh, yeah. if anybody who's doing coke all night knows getting hard can be a little challenging cause that's not the first bump of the night no. you're, not doing, you're not like hey look I just got a bag I'm gonna whip my dick out it's no. hard to get hard on coke I've done it twice it, yeah and no it it, any vasoconstrictor any stimulant it's a vasoconstrictor mm-hmm. Which means your blood vessels constrict. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to stage yeah. vasoconstrictor. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a hand for vasoconstrictor, okay? What a fabulous work there. Yeah, oh, we love your work, Don, especially that limp dick routine you have. Yeah, no, because like meth too, it's it shrinks all your blood vessels. That's why people on meth take Viagra, which increases your uh, chances of getting a heart attack. Yeah. And poppers opens the blood yes. vessels. That's right, vasodilator. Yes. Vasodilator. What? Yeah. yeah. I'm dilated right now. <laughs> <laughs> How many furnitures can you stick up your ass, Willem? Um, um, I have uh, done the the joke with a stool where you turn it upside down. And you're like, now bottom seating for four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the edge of a stool. Okay. I definitely have been backed up to an ottoman while I was blowing a guy on my knees and rub my hole on the ottoman. <laughs> I remember that because I remember looking back and going, oh good. <laughs> oh, no. Now was it a fabric ottoman or like? It was corduroy. <laughs> <laughs> It was in a basement. Oh my god! Uh, in New Jersey. Oh lord! Get into my corduroy basement. I miss hooking. <laughs> I miss hooking. I do too. I miss it every day. It's yeah. my favorite job. That was the good part about just blowing people too. I didn't have to worry about not eating because, like, yeah, bottoming. You have to worry about what you eat, and it's really restrictive. So yeah. I would. I think. I don't know why I was rubbing my ass on his couch. Maybe I didn't like him. Yeah. I forget. But mm. I went one guy. This uh, and God love him. God go with him. He was um this just this uh dumb old you know fat guy from wherever. And he what he wanted to blow. He used to blow me for an hour. An and hour. he would never even get hard. But I was I remember once I was like I was so bored. I just went on Twitter. I was wow. on Twitter for the the like the last twenty minutes tweeting while he blew me. Now I'm curious. Did he deliberately? 
not do it well to keep oh, you going n- for an hour? No, or was he, he trying to. He was trying. He was trying. Probably just trying to get me to come and stuff. But oh, okay. Do you know? Fun fact: the only blowjob. I believe it's either the only or one of the very few blowjobs I've ever come from was from the guy that drove a trash truck. He he drove a trash truck called Always Ready for Trash. Oh, wait. What was his name again? Attila. <laughs> his name was Attila. Attila the Trash Man. Attila the Trash Man. <laughs> and he, it was one of those things where it's like, you know, you know, the guy, the guys are like, they'll touch you, but then they don't want to, you know, they, it's the, the, you kind of the fourth wall if you will. yeah well they're trying After to like they, come, ease. they won't even look in your eyes well, no no this guy he was like he w- i would blow him with a condom oh one of those one of those but then come to find out that dick cheese was off the chart one mm. day one day i put the condom on him and but i got a whiff of the before oof well and when i tell you he he worked for a trash truck did you think it was going to be lavender and fucking snuggle bears hibiscus and huckle sunny shit huckle sunny huckle sunny um i just licked your mic on accident sorry. <laughs> oh, wait wait okay i actually knew willem before i met him because you i knew thought... him before you met him <laughs> that's fascinating no that's i a... no, no isn't that a savage garden song no stop it i <laughs> know because i i me my and my whole family were a huge fan of the show nip tuck oh, oh right yeah, cherry yeah. peck that was 12 years ago 12 fucking years ago Shit. you were on nip tuck and a great dramatic actress at that yeah it was good you were good you're the second person from nip tuck that's been in this apartment on a podcast who else michael debar um he played it i think his character was an older gentleman addicted to plastic surgery he's one of those guys that's been in like he's been in seinfeld i Frazier. would know his face you'd know him in a second Got it. yeah he was the main villain on the original macgyver murdoch oh yeah no yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. who he is who was somebody was fucked off a balcony in that show was that Kimber? Um, no, Kimber uh, was lost at sea. <laughs> oh my god! Like any good You're show, joking. there's always at least one character lost at sea no inexplicably. Way. Who was fucked off? The Someone balcony? was. And I was. I had. I was like. I. I threw my hat in the air. I was married to them. I was like, I'm at it. I'm out of here. That's well, it. Uh, actually, wait. So that was whoever. Who, which one of the guys was with Kimber? Which one of the Christian? Uh, Christian. Okay, so Christian. Christian was fucking this other woman Off. after splitting with Kimber. I think. Yes. And him. yeah, because yeah. she was like a sex addict. Maybe. Well, Something... I think everybody was oh, a sex addict on oh, that show. Oh. Oh. She, Jesslyn Gilsig, she was also a teacher on Boston Public. She was the one that got fucked off the roof. Or the fucked off the roof. Yeah, yeah sorry, the roof. fucked off the right. roof. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did she jump a little bit too? No, I'm. No, I think she was just fucked right off it. Mm. Listeners, let us know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> call in right now. Willow. But I remember I was on Boston Public with her. Were you really? Oh, you were on well, I literally well? was. Okay. Yeah. Oh my well, god, that's something people say to me to make fun of me now because I oh said right, it on TV oh right, once. right, right. Yeah, because asshole. the brags, the brags. I, I was literally ta- like, it's hard. It's hard when producers say, talk about this stuff. Talk about your achievements. And yeah. Yeah. No, just about your life or this oh. stuff. And they specifically tell you to, and then they turn it around on you. That was one of the one times where I was like, well, they got me, gal. But <laughs> yeah. it's it's totally fine. But yeah. when when people would say, oh, all you did would talk about you know, whatever you did in your life. I was like, that's what people do. And my life happens to be yeah. filled with fun things that center around me getting off my ass and moving to Hollywood like yeah. I wanted to, like my dream and following through with that. Yeah. I'm sorry that you're mad that right. you're going to an automatrous office and you have a warrant out for your sure. arrest. Yeah. <laughs> Th- that is a weird thing. It's, yeah. th- you know, your story is very interesting and we should get into it a little bit because you yeah. also, as a youth, struggled with weight issues. Yeah. You were a fat kid. Yeah, I was. How, how did you come out of that? I know that sounds like a weird question. Um, I, <laughs> how I did you come out of the fog? I started um, not eating anything that was white. That was my really so okay. pastas, pasta, rice, bread, mm-hmm. um, just white things. Okay, um, and started eating just very basic meat, vegetables, 
um, no process things, no stuff your body has to like work, work. for. Yeah. Um, like on planes, they feed you so much bread and stuff yeah. because the cabin is not pressurized to your colon's comfort. Um, so they want to stop you up. They do. And I don't like things that stop me up. So I free flowing. Yeah. And then I started exercising and that helped a lot. Um, I'm really good about looking at something and going, do you really want that? Or is your mouth hungry and all that? And I play this game called chew and spit where I eat over a trash can and I chew stuff and spit it out before I swallow it (laughs) right before. And then sometimes I'll let myself swallow one bite. I'll be like, be good. Treat yourself. You never do. Do you torture yourself? No. Okay, good. Mm-mm. Okay. It sounds like you got into this these habits, these healthier habits than you had before pretty quickly. Or rather, once once you solidified them, they were with you forever. Well, the first part about um, recognizing that you have an eating disorder is recognizing that it's a, it's a disorder. Yeah. And, but I've been very orderly about it, so I've kind of flipped that, I think. Yeah. But I did used to... Um, like do two a days and have problems with like exercising and counting what's, no, calories two a day where you go twice a day to the gym. Oh, oh okay. sure. Okay. But the All gym right. was in my backyard and it was fine. But oh, on, before I went to drag race, I was 139 pounds. And what are you now? Now I'm like 164. You were fucking, you were if skeletal. You, if you look, they put me first out on the runway first episode because I was in like a little crop top. I was stacked. Ab, ab, ab. I looked great. I looked like a bobblehead. Mm. You were tiny. Yeah. Yeah. You were tiny. And then they always would put me with Latrice. So I looked even smaller. Yeah, your body was fucking slamming. Yeah. I mean, your body—you have a great body, but like but your body was slamming. Then, and my ass was the same as it is now, basically, and, a little smaller. And you're so. And Craig Willems, one of the few people, drag performers, or people who perform in drag that don't wear pads. Okay. And don't, and then they just she accessorizes her outfits to complement her shape, which sure. is like, for example, uh, Courtney. Is uh she doesn't wear pads, but sometimes maybe she could. She's a Courtney Liz has the body shape of a skinny grimace. <laughs> it's just this square-ish with some curves that should be convex, that might be concave. <laughs> that face, though. That the face. face. Well, that's I, why she. You can't. You know, Craig, yeah. you can't come for it. I wish you would that. try, Craig. Katya, I, I Craig, won't try. Would you ever try to come for Courtney? Because I wish what, you would. In what way, Katya? Well, I don't know. I just try to come for her wigs or come for her face. Oh, her wigs are sometimes were sometimes terrible. Oh, well, everybody and makes sometimes. mistakes. Yeah, everybody yeah. makes mistakes. But she runs a wig company. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I love her, though. She's, oh, Oh, bitch, you need to see this picture of her. She's everything. I have this she picture really of her is. on my it phone. It doesn't get any better. But when this trade texted her and said, oh, okay, um, well, hey. And she was like, hi, I don't know who this is. <gasps> oh and then God. he said to her, she sent a, she's like, send a pic. And then he sent a pic and she's like, he says, oh, I'm not into boys. And then she's like, oh, well, how about this picture? And he said, okay. So she says, give me a moment. So she throws on this wig and she said, he, he didn't look like his pic, so I asked him to leave. But then again, neither did I. Oh, look my at God. What she tried to pass off. Oh, my God. She tried to. <laughs> no face. That's Traisha. This is Tra- oh, Traisha. Traisha That's Hardwick. Traisha Hardwick. She, she put on, uh, can I speak to the manager, Marie Wigs by Vanity? Amari. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with, with not even a zhuzh in it. No. And then just a, uh, a, a maybe flimsy a- pink robe. A flimsy pink robe that could be a towel and maybe a cha- maybe some chapstick that could be Blistex. And mm-hmm. one finger with no nail pointing to her chin for some it's reason. Courtney knows it's Bert, Bert's Bees. Yeah, Bert's Bees. Yeah, a naturopathic. Natural. Home, yeah. No Blistex. Oh, got it in her yeah. butthole, it, too. It, yeah. it does look a little bit like, maybe the girls and I might go out to Olive Garden later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Applebee's. Oh, my God. Crapplebee's. <laughs> All right. Now, um, I, I know it's probably not the, thing, uh, the best thing, but... Um, uh, we want the worst thing. So yeah, I hope let's it's do the, the worst, worst thing. thing. So, um, 
I want to give you the full inside the actor's studio ho experience mm-hmm. because you are. Um, wait, were you trained in acting? I went to a, a couple classes once. After you lost weight and everything, and you oh, yeah. got fit, and you got to like where you were happier with how you looked. What was the next step along the path to getting to Hollywood? Men. Okay. Did you fuck your way to the middle? I made the hooking. That's how I made. So that's when you were in the, with the agency. Yeah, fourteen thousand dollars to come to Hollywood. Oh wow! So that wow. funded your trip. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, so when you got the money, what did you do? Did you just like buy a ticket and come out here and find a place? No, I was um, planning. It was, I was, it was to the year two thousand one, and I started. Um, that's when I started saving. Or two thousand was when I started saving. I think, and then. Um, by then I was 18 and I had, um, I knew I wanted to be out in LA within a year because I had my SAG card since I was 16 on my first job in New York. I was bridge and tunneling back and forth from New York, finding places to sleep, guys to hook, whatever. Yeah. And this um, is, that was from Philadelphia, right? Is yeah. That, and what was the first job that you did that got, you got the SAG card from? An MTV part, a pilot called The Party. Um, it was my first audition. Mm-hmm. I literally sent in a, something from backstage and they called me up to New York. I auditioned at 30 Rock and um, got it. And then mm. my next job after that was Sex and the City. Oh, wow. So it was, cr- and for me to, oh, for, right. to get SAG on your first job, I was like, what's this? And they're like, put that voucher away. Don't show anybody. This other extra who was a drag queen on set was like schooling me. He's like, don't show anybody. You need three of them to join the union. It's very hard to get a, even oh, one. Okay. I was like, and it was a four day shoot. So by the fourth day, it was a night shoot, 16 degrees. Oh fourth day, I was like, I don't need to show up. I already have three vouchers. I'm in. And I didn't show up. <laughs> wow. I was already jaded and bitter and unprofessional. <laughs> Your first job. And that was, was that the episode where Samantha had moved to the meatpacking district? Um, no. That was Sex and City, the next job. And oh, that, that was, oh, that was oh, the sorry. party. Oh, sorry, that was sorry. the pilot. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Sex and City episode, that was where Samantha moved. And literally, you could see me at the end, you know. But then there was another episode, four episodes later, where the, all the, the trans girls went to the roof. But yes, that's when, right. Whenever right. people remember me from that, I was like... That wasn't me. They're like, no, I remember. I was like, it was three black girls. It definitely yeah, wasn't me. Right. I remember <laughs> um, that. Yeah. But it, it was cool to have that little credit and to like, I'm in the yeah. little book and, yeah. um, you know, I would never say I was on it, but like I technically you were, was. I, I was yeah. actually in, in extra in the episode where she fell down on the runway too in the blue coat, which I then bought. That's why that blue coat had like a meaning to me because it's like, I wore it on Drag Race and was something that, that I won. No, uh, no. Dolce & Gabbana. For Sage, Gabbana. by the way. For, oh, Sage, I'm first so of all. It was Greg, I'm so Versnachi. Versnachi. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I that was my path to like, you know, coming out to Hollywood was little building blocks. Yeah. And then I had, I wanted 20 grand before I came out here and it was like September 2001 and then literally September 11th happened and I was like, fuck the East Coast. I'm going yeah, to LA yeah. now. Right. So I, I drove down to Florida got um some stuff from my house because i lived in florida till i was 16 i lived, I, i'm from philly and jersey moved to florida from 11 to 16 got emancipated moved back to philly on my own they got emancipated yeah wow. um parents are cool graduated high school real early that's why i left and mm. um hollywood since so you are literally the hooker with the heart of gold or heart of mold mm, heart of mold heart of mold yeah <laughs> i like that i like that better yeah yeah so <laughs> when you got here what was your first move and how quick was it or how long did it take you rather to get your first job in the career you wanted i got here and um my my first thing i did was register essential casting the second day i was here and by the fourth day i got a phone call from my aunt who's a director who said um why did i just get um a stack (laughs) of headshots from central casting um and you were in it and i was like i live here now and she's like 
you didn't call me? I was like, no, oh, I didn't wow. want to ask for favors or anything. Yeah. She's got two Emmys. She's a director. She does sitcoms and stuff. And she needed, she was directing the Hughleys at that point on CW or WB. I don't know. UPN. Um, but she needed teens for a mall scene. Yeah. And I was 18 to look younger, which was always very valuable then. Mm-hmm. So she gave me my first two or three days of work, but like it was literally me submitting. So that was my first job. Well, in that's LA. great. It's and probably then I, that came about too, because yeah. if you did ask, who knows? I'm, no, she would have been cool, but like, no, no, but still you would have felt a little funny. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't like doing that. Um, but also, by the way, for everyone listening who might not know 18 to look younger, the reason that's valuable is because there's strict labor laws, right? About kids working and oh, with 18, yeah. they don't care and you can, they can keep you there all day. Exactly. Um, like Claire Danes was only allowed to work like I think three hours a set on Romeo and Juliet. Wow. Yeah. That's why that water scene, it feels so rushed and forced. That was like the first one they shot. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's fascinating. <clears throat> yep. So after that, I just started working and uh, doing a lot of extra work and learning about being on set. Yeah. It's the best tool that you can have is actually being there and learning stuff and marks and lights and coverage and, and mm-hmm. turnarounds and all these things that you wouldn't know about yeah. unless you've been on a set. And a lot of the extra works jobs that I did were higher rate because I was in drag. Like there were all these people I'd always see on sets for like club scenes. There'd be yeah. strippers, aerialists, drag queens, hot yeah. guys who could take their shirts off, yeah. stupid human trick people, people with split <laughs> tongues. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah all, and I was one of those freaks that would always get calls. And instead of, you know, non-union rate, it was 35 a day. Union rate, I think it was... 105 a day mm. so the difference $105 yeah instead of 35 for being non for, for eight hours dollars for, for eight wow. hours mm-hmm. that's good Holy money no way uh, that's incredible sign me up that's what it was yeah. in 2001 and i remember just thanking god that i got even more than the sag rate like sometimes yeah. two or three hundred for eight hours and then overtime on that right and then sometimes if it went over 12 hours ever you would get paid your full paycheck every hour 13 even more 14 even kidding? more wow. golden hour was 16 that was when you hit it. My first job ever that I got sag on in the three vouchers also hit Golden Tower twice. So it was one of those things where I was like, this is the best job ever. I paid for sag my whole union membership with that job. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So that's yeah. it. And now I'm here and now I do stuff. For the any aspiring actors out there, if if you get a gig, what what do you think, what advice would you give someone to, um, to behavior on set? Like, how do you make the most of the experience? And like, do you have any advice? Um, do you know what I mean? Like for... Yeah, you have to make people in the room not only think you can do a good job, but also want to work with you. Yeah, so just um, be a good person. I I think I think going there with an open mind and an open heart and just realizing that you may not get the job, but your job isn't always to get the job. Your job is to do the best that you can because yeah. uh, you have to realize you're your own competition because yeah. otherwise no one in the world will be your friend and you, you can't look at another drag queen or another person auditioning and be like, I have a relationship with you, but this part's mine. Like, right. you can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I remember me and Kelly Mantle auditioned for Terminator, <laughs> uh, the series, and we were oh, having man. lunch, like, on the WB lot after in full drag. Yeah. The casting comes out, and she's like, you guys were so great. She walks past us. She's like, you're, you're just having, I'm like, we're having a ladies' lunch day, you know? Yeah, yeah. And um, we're like, who got it? And she looked at us both, and she's like, you you want to know? And we're like, yeah, we're friends. We don't care. Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those things where I don't see many people as competition oh, anymore. See, I love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I love that. I don't like that competitive thing, especially in drag. 
Um, that's I mean, it helps that I'm Lady Gaga's best friend in a movie coming out this fall because <laughs> I feel like I've reached the peak of what a drag queen can do. I've done a little bit of everything, yeah. and now everything from here on out is just gravy. Yeah, so I'm happy like for everybody. Yeah. Anytime there's drag on TV on the airwaves, please yeah. listen. You know, support yeah. it. Well, but it's I, funny because some might say, "Oh, well, you know, you can say that now because of your position." But I think you got into that position because of that yeah. attitude. Yeah, I think being on set, you asked what my advice was. My use you have two ears and one mouth use your ears double as much as your mouth listen to everything take it all in don't always have a response for everything just listen yeah. you know yeah. um and google people so you know what they look like i didn't know what chuck Lorre looked at mm-hmm. like till last week and you know i i'm glad i did because when some guy on he literally they were talking about continuity when they had to punch in for coverage of me for something. They're like, well, was his arm? And I was like, I had my arm up at the beginning of the shot, waved, put it down. And to hear Chuck Lorre say, he knows what he's doing, to the continuity lady was just like, oh, cool, Chuck yeah, yeah. Lorre. Yeah, yeah, awesome. no, he's done awesome. thousands of hours of television. He also wrote Debbie Harry's French Kissing in the USA. Yeah? Mm-hmm. French Ooh. Kissing in the USA? Yeah. Isn't that oh, wild? I like that. Huh. That's so random. Isn't you know a lot. <laughs> You're kind of famously self-sufficient when it comes to uh, traveling around being a dragoon. Oh, I don't bring more than I can carry myself. I'm a turtle. You're a turtle. I bring my own house. You oh, carry yeah. your own house. I don't. I uh, The girls that have eight suitcases. Oh, God. It's kimchi is one outfit per suitcase, basically, sometimes. And <laughs> yeah. she's an amazing moving art piece. I wouldn't yeah. call her. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't she, call her a performer. I'd call her an arts installation yeah. that moves Absolutely. To a, she's a tableau vivant. She's yeah. a, like yeah. literally a moving picture. She's cool. Um, but some some of the girls, they just have too much stuff. And they in England, it's bad because there's oh, trains. There's, and yes. it's yeah. just like... I can't imagine Farah oh, at a train station crying because no one will help her or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've traveled with assistants. I prefer to travel by myself. I have like, I prefer to take two ba- bags. Mm-hmm. One one for the right arm, one for the left arm. Yeah. And that's it. And yeah. then I bring a wig bag and a backpack. Yeah, th- yeah, I have a backpack too, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's, yeah, you gotta be able to get yourself there alone. Yeah, and the girl, there's a lot of girls that can't get, get dressed by themselves too. I'm like, that's part of the gig, Mary. Yeah, that yeah. I don't, I've always, I, you know, one thing uh, for, uh, that I would, people ask all the time, how do I do drag, blah, 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 blah. One, th- actually, one tip I just thought of is, um, make sure you have good shoulder flexibility so you can zip yourself mm-hmm. up and out of mm-hmm. your garments. Yeah. Have you ever been in a dress at the end of the night in your hotel room with nobody to zip you out of it? No, but I have cut myself out of a top because the zipper broke and I'm like, well, I, I have to cut it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Good, good. If you can zip, I respect a drag queen who can zip up their own back zipper because mm-hmm. then you have good shoulder. And a great way to practice that is voguing. Yes, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yep. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to be able to touch your fingers behind your back, over your head and under your armpit. Yep. Yep. Any yoga people out there that's gomukasana hands. Voguing is um, really? not just for fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, cow face. Massage. You invented it. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Can I do my smart? No, no, no. Definitely. I just want to thank you, to Craig. Get the rest Craig, of... Craig. I have to thank you. You're always so skillful in in, in, in making this narrative linear. Oh, God. oh gotcha. Why? Well, thank you, gotcha. Oh. The, the compliments uh, flow from you like like urine. Yes. What a lovely day for an exorcism. Okay. So this is James Lipton's questionnaire from the um, inside the actor's studio. Ho, um, Willem Belli. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite word? Oh, it's so corny. Attraversiamo. What the fuck does that yeah, mean? Everyone says that. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that before. Okay. It's uh, uh, Italian for let's cross over and it's from Eat, Pray, Love. Oh, oh. Gulia Roberts. Yeah. Yeah, Gulia Roberts. Um, what is your least favorite word? Uh, no. 
<laughs> yeah, that's just, that's not yeah. surprising. Willem, what turns you on creatively, spiritually or emotionally? Um, art in oh. in the desert, Burning Man. Burning Man okay. reinvented me as an artist. Really, I went three times, and it was the best thing ever. And it reset my taste buds randomly. Really, what? I got back from Burning Man after the first year tasted diet soda which i drank probably probably almost every day mm-hmm. for a lot of my life yeah and i thought it was the most disgusting thing wow and all like the the fake sugar yeah my could taste it and i haven't eaten it since interesting yeah random was What's, that the first uh, sorry no, no. was that the first time that you were not drinking it daily for a while or i'm trying to think of yes what? Okay, but but experiences like not to be woo woo, but like experiences like that have it can reset the nervous system in a way that your body is just not the same. I'm not a doctor, but I agree. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have you um, played a doctor on TV? Yeah, have you played a doctor or a do- or physician's assistant I, or a nurse practitioner? Ooh, I've been a nurse on What I Like About You with Amanda Bynes. Wow. Shit, it was a Halloween scene. I was a drag nurse, but I love it. well, I, and famously on Drag Race, nurse. Ooh, ooh nurse. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, well, what turns you off? What turns me off? Bad breath. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My, I think somebody told me once my breath would scare a buzzard off a shit wagon. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I've never detected that. No, Craig, even when we've been tongue kissing. Dude, over, that was yeah. not supposed to be on microphone, okay. darling. You did <laughs> promise me. What is your favorite curse word? Uh, I say goddamn it a lot. That's not a curse word. In some parts of the country, they would consider that a... Where? In Islam? Uh, that doesn't make any mother, sense. I Islam, do, uh, Minnesota. Islam, Minnesota. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Great tacos. I, motherfucker a lot. Motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, but I don't get oh. to... Or I, I'm like, motherfuck. Motherfuck. Oh, okay. Yeah, motherfuck. Yeah, motherfuck. I like that one. A little punchier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pungent? Um, <laughs> pungent full of juice. As a pungent motherfucker. <laughs> what sound or noise do you love? Uh, laughter. Okay. Yeah. What sound or noise do you hate? Um, I'm not great with silence. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. There's a, even if it's like um, the whirring of a light machine that mm-hmm. okay. changes colors on the wall. Yeah. Because I oh. always have one of them on. Like, I, I, my house is next to a highway, literally. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's across the street from the 101. Yeah. Um, I'm a city kid. I don't like silence. Yeah. Sure. Sure, sure. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Um, I'd love to be a stylist. You are a stylist, bitch. Yeah, for myself. Yeah, but... come on. No, something different. Um, you are a stylist. I mean, this I... is hard because you kind of do everything. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I do do a lot of stuff. You um, said do I... driving a trash truck. I mean, that sounded pretty good, <laughs> yeah, right? No. Like the... <laughs> Attila the Trong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I, when I was a kid, I, the only thing that in my real life I wanted to do was be an illustrator. Okay. Oh, well, wow. you're an illustrator on your I face. I draw on my face. So, yeah. Um, I thought I could be a lawyer at one point. Then I found out they had four suits a lot. Okay. But I you're a lawyer on the weekends. Oh, I love John Grisham. <laughs> I read all the John Grisham books and it made me want to be a lawyer. But I also think that was a little Julia Roberts in Pelican Brief. Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Denzel. Mm, ooh. Yeah. And a lot of Denzel. A lot of Denzel. Okay. Uh, what um, profession would you not like to do? Um, What wouldn't I want to do? Trash truck driver. Okay. Right. For sure. Okay. And the last <laughs> one, and the most important one, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Um, I'd like him to say, 
thank God you're here. Come get these dogs and see my two um, dogs. <laughs> oh, that that passed away. Yeah, oh, that'd be really cool. Sweet. Oh, that's, that's sweet. sweet. Yeah, I yeah. I literally started praying after my dogs died because I was like, I hope they're in heaven. I'm going to start oh. praying because then I'll see them there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Party. Warner was the St. Bernard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was, have you seen, do you remember? I've seen photos. I, oh my I've God. Really He's met. still my screensaver, it's which the, is the crazy. Little but like, look scenes. at his face, you know? Oh. He was oh. like 210 pounds there. Holy and shit. And we, we had 10 years with him. So like, wow. I was, normally they're five to seven big dogs like that. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Some live to be like, even like two or three and they're just like it happens hips and wow yeah but to be 10 like that was cool yeah that's awesome and he went right at the right time after i like i needed him in my life for a period Mm. where i was going through a separation and like he was literally just like done we knew he had three months left pretty much from these pills that he was taking um his heart couldn't work strong enough to pump all the blood through his body anymore Mm -hmm. so they gave him blood thinners which were actually viagra because sure. Viagra oh yeah, blood. Right. That's but right. the dog Viagra costs like 10% of what the human did. So even after he died, I refilled his prescription. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Bitch, I love having every kind of pill that I could ever need. Yeah. yeah. I used to take dog seizure medication. Oh, really? I used to steal it from my I landlady. I need to know about your family life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did the dog seizure medication do? Uh, it just chilled me out a little. Actually, you know what? I, I don't even remember. You just I just happy love to have pills. a pill. I yeah. just wanted a pill. There, I just was, there was a pill on the ground of our hotel lobby during Drag Race, and I remember just seeing it there. And then everybody was like, "Oh my god, that's a pill! There's something." It was like a red and yellow, some kind of capsule. Mm. I was just picked it up and I took it. And they all looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, "What?" Yeah, seriously. And it was like in my head, I was like, "There's a little tactic." Just they, they think I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's also good to freak people out too. Because, it is. So yeah, my is. my uncle, unfortunately, uh, spent a lot of time in prison, and he would tell us one. Uh, Mind you, we would visit Christmas and Easter. What age were you? Because when I went, I was very young, and they told me that he was a guard that worked at the prison. Uh, oh, no. well, you know, they were just yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And it was a lo- the image. very low security. They had those sort of um, like a camper sort of set up, or not a camper. What do you call it? Like a like a Winnebago type uh-huh. thing set up for visitors. For, oh, for families oh, that's to visit. nice. It was nice, and you could see the cable, but it was the cable that was being shown in prison. So I remember at eight seeing Basket Case, but. The entire freezer was full of those little hoodsy singles and stuff, and there was like loads of uh, tapes and books and everything. So oh, wow. it was always like a fun time. Sounds like a party. Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. Love visiting Uncle Peter. And uh, <laughs> he told stories about how sometimes the guys in prison would get themselves admitted or put into the loony bin mm-hmm. to get out of trouble or try yes. to just get out of the prison. Yeah. And so one guy soaked a pack of cigarettes in a glass of water. You can mimic the effects of a heart attack or the symptoms of a heart attack by taking the cigarettes out, soaking in a glass of water overnight, then drinking it the next day because at that point, the nicotine is all in there. Oh, that is rotten. I mean, that sounds like a really horrible that's thing to do to your system. God, you'd really have to blend it with some greens. Yeah, and, yeah. That's what, that's kale, a little yeah. bit of yeah. cucumber, Ooh. mint maybe. Or some, if you try to like take the edge off a little pruno, <laughs> you know what pruno is? <laughs> oh, it, what the, is that? The wine that prisoners make in toilets. Yeah. Oh. This is not something my uncle did, but this is something that is a thing. Yeah, It's like pruno. bathtub gym in the in, uh, bathtub gym. Bath- you know, you know, I you love know, bathtub yeah, gym. Yeah, yeah. We you hear a ba- second recording? We saw bathtub gym with Dusty Toronado that time. Yeah. Bathtub gym is a person? No, no. I was trying to say bathtub gin. Oh, okay. So, and the other thing that one time, I think he did this one. Uh, he wanted to get out of there or into the hospital or something. So, or to show he was crazy, I think, to make oh, people yeah. leave him alone. Yeah. He, they got their food and uh, 
and he dumped his spaghetti on the floor and ate it off the floor. Or maybe he didn't do it. Maybe his friend did it or sure, something. Sure, sure. You know, it's a long yeah, time yeah, ago. Yeah, I've heard yeah, these yeah, stories. Yeah. But yeah, that's um, that's a I move. I love that. I love that. Prison floor spaghetti. Which, prison, uh, yeah, prison they floor have that spaghetti. They saddles and they, Yeah, they no, opened no, up no. for Dusty Tornado and we, we, we drank that's bathtub what, gym while that, we watched uh-huh. it. <laughs> I am insane. Mm-hmm. In the membrane? Yeah. But, but, but... It works for me. Can I move this eyebrow still? <laughs> Wait, have you got Botox? Dude, yes. How many? Uh, yeah. What have you had done? Is if you don't mind moving? me asking, let me tell Is you. Is it to, moving? Uh, yeah. We, yeah. Your eyebrows are moving. This one doesn't that much. No. Of a scar. Um, yeah. I've had uh, scar revisions on my face because I was scar revisions. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've had. What do they do with scar revision? Is it just when they sutured me originally on the scar above my head? It was um, kind of like. They just closed it. Oh, and, okay. And closing a a wound that you get on your head from being thrown twenty feet when you get hit by a car Ooh, is Jesus it's not Christ. the cleanest close. It's easier to close a flat edge to a flat edge. So they went okay. back in and basically reclosed it. I see. Okay. Um, I've had lipo twice. And and describe the experience of lipo. I don't. Um, even, I mean, I'm not even really. They give sure. you a drug called Verset that kind of puts you out. You watch TV on the ceiling. Okay. Um, I've had. And, and what do they do? They suck the fat. Just they just suck the fat with a tube out of your out of yeah, your body. A cannula. A ca- what now? A cannula. A cannula. Cannula. It's like um like a needle. With... She should have won all stars. I know. <laughs> Justice for cannula. Justice she was wrong. <laughs> um, I've had uh lip filler. I've had Botox. I've had Dysport. What's Dysport? Dysport's a version of Botox. Like Botox. Oh, okay. Um, but it's. It spreads easier. It's harder to control. Mm-hmm. And um, I've heard that about her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she can't. She can't be tamed. Right? <laughs> Mr. Sport cannot be tamed. Easy um, to spread, hard had, to tame. Yeah. <laughs> I had Disport on that damn drag cruise. Wait, they gave it to you on the cruise? I went to a Disport on a boat. Bitch. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. How did that Botox on a boat? Did it it work? was botched Botox on a boat. No, oh, it didn't work. Seven hundred dollars and it didn't do shit. Seven hundred. Seven hundred dollars. They got you, gal. They got me, gal. They yeah. ginger minged you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got pork chopped on a boat, bitch. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they fucked me bad. That sucks. And some woman was trying to upsell me on these other procedures. Mm-mm. It was Whoa. a scam. No. Joanne the scammer got me good. Joanne the scammer. Yeah. This is on drag cruise. This is on. Uh, drag queen cruise have you done you've done the cruises i jumped off one of them shut the fuck up yeah i I ship jumped because not i had fulfilled all my obligations but the first and second (laughs) night were (laughs) you literally jumped off the ship in jamaica well i had to go back i was doing a pilot for abc family and they were doing a screening with all the network people there Mm -hmm. and i was a guest star that was going to be eventually series regular and it was a drag queen named bob Mm -hmm. wow it was a drag queen named Bob. Premonition. This was years ago too, and um, so it was, in, in it was script a, meetings, they would they probably would say, and so then Bob the drag queen comes in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, I never saying, thought of that said. till now. But yeah, <laughs> um, but the they didn't pick it up. They picked up a Tori Spelling and Jenny Garth pilot instead. Okay, and an Ashley Tisdale one. Um, but I had fulfilled all my obligations, and I jumped off the boat. Damn. And I did an extra meet and greet for him too in drag and they were yelling at me and I was like, I did everything I was scheduled to do. Yeah. Plus more. Yeah. yeah fuck you. People. Yeah, exactly. Alan Chuck.fucksuck.drag. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, there's a lot of promoters out there who just uh, taken, taken, well, taken. These guys also, they filmed our shows and then sold DVDs of them to their audience 
without giving us money or telling yeah. us they were oh, filming. And then the next year I went back and I saw that they were filming again. And I was like, St- I'm not going on until you get that camera out of the theater. Yeah. I don't trust you people. It sucks to go on stage knowing I don't trust the person who's paying me. That's really right. And sometimes in this industry we do. Yeah. And it's nice to kind of work for yourself sometimes. Which yeah. Is- be your own boss which i be kinda, your own best friend yeah, i'm kind of trying to do that yeah you're damn good at it you don't give yourself enough credit mama my read on you is you're a little too hard on yourself well, you don't know about my credit <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really good now i know i got i had exceptional credit daddy don daddy don tax services hello hey is anybody out there looking, looking for, for an, a, accountant? A, an accountant are you of the glbt or questioning variety we uh, heartily encourage you to go to daddy, daddy don's tax services <laughs> and he will get you right together he'll get you together season. mama yeah he'll, he'll get, get you, you right together, together. He will. honestly he got us he got he me got, together. yeah he got me together well how many drag queens do you know got a retirement account I, <laughs> I do too it's crazy i was like what yeah i got a retirement even with all my bullshit my little like my little <laughs> psychodrama uh giving away giving uh envelopes of cash to homeless people in, in a manic blackout um i know it's a long story but like don't talk about tyra together him wow. and jen waynes his assistant who i love jen fucking fabulous she's great she's awesome I love dykes I, I, you want a job done talk to a dyke you want you want an opinion you want to you want anything talk to a dyke talk to uh-huh. a dyke i fucking love dykes my the first woman that bought yes. me a pair of high heels was a dyke yeah she's my aunt's girlfriend yeah mm-hmm. she was dating her so i know she was a dyke yeah <laughs> i fucking love dykes one thing that has been so baffling to me in the quote-unquote gay community which by the way it's not a community it's a population but like why the the this the rift between uh gay folks and uh the dykes and fags i just don't understand like i don't understand i think um in the beginning uh i know i learned a lot from watching this series called when we rise a mini series and uh dyke the glbt population itself i know in san fran was very like white guys the madachin society Uh all them they didn't accept even african-american people really and um it was all about getting your own cause forward and then the dykes kind of started taking care of all the fags who were dying of aids at one point because they were the only ones and then i don't know if that was forgotten i just it's so weird because i see in bars you see these little pockets of people and it's like why isn't everybody having a good time? But that's what the dance floor is for. You know, everybody mm-hmm. yeah. is equal on the dance floor. I right. kind of think. Yeah. In, in drag uh, with drag queens, there's a lot of, in, it's this sort of bizarre, hypocritical misogyny where it's like, we're all there for the celebration of the diva. But at the same time, we don't, we don't have time for dykes. We don't have time for women. It's like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's very it bizarre. It's very, very bizarre to me. And like my favorite part of any gay pride celebration is dykes on bikes. Oh, always. I rode my tricycle with them. Every that's the best part. Yeah, a, a, a good old Butch Dyke Bull Dagger Diesel mm-hmm. fucking Dyke <laughs> on a fucking motorcycle. That's why I just I want to be that. Who looks at me and makes me feel like petite, like yes. a little girl? Yeah, yeah, like because the way like, she looks at yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, they're like, hey kid, you're doing great over there. Love them heels. Ah. I, <laughs> I I have an adult sized big wheel, and I rode with dykes on bikes one year in pri- in a little kickoff for it yeah. in WeHo, and I loved it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those fucking dykes. Yeah. Any di- now this is I'm going to go on the any dykes out there who are in a dyke march and a gay pride parade who have m- room on their chopper for me mm. in in a little pussycat wig and maybe Ooh. a heel with a hairy leg. Oh, a boot because that that a muffler boot. gets hot. A boot, a, uh. an open-toed boot, uh, a scoochie boot. <laughs> 
<laughs> wait, wait, wait. How about, you know those, do you know, oh my God, do you know those um, backless, open-toed, clear boots? Have you seen those yes. clear plastic yes. boots? They have, you have the heel out uh-huh. and with the platform wedge yeah. or something. Yes. Sometimes it's a lace-up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, lace-up. And then all the condensation from your mm-hmm. sweat creates a gorillas in the mist the effect. <laughs> the moisture. The moisture. <laughs> <laughs> What's that dripping out? Moisture? Moisture. <laughs> I'm making slow, soapy circles on my hands and knees. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, can you do your... Do you do... Do you feminize your voice in drag or you just talk like yourself? No. no. But what about for a trick, though? Uh, after, after the turning point, after no. the show? No. And literally, if they ask me my name, I'm like, it's Willem. Because if I lie, <laughs> yeah. like... and some, yeah. It's weird. If I post a picture on Instagram of me in drag... I'll get a bunch of texts from all these people that I know must be following me because they're my they're people I've fucked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sometimes in wigs. Yeah. And so they think, oh, I'm waiting around with a, a fucking dildo in my ass waiting for their hot seed. <laughs> oh, I oh, know. I'm ready for you. I'm not. I'm probably no. at an airport. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. I'm doing my business. Yeah. Literally. It, that was always the um the the cross we had to bear when we were um back in Boston we went when we loved to t- turn to little um yeah. turn to look and get a get a little dick or something. The guys would text you at eleven a.m. Mm-hmm. and we're like what are you doing baby I'm like watching TV <laughs> not in drag yeah, eating yeah, a burrito yeah. tr- like yeah. like not have thinking about sex what right. the fuck are you you think I'm gonna get up and drag at 11am for no money eat shit and die bitch so they embraced the full fantasy to the point that they thought that you were just lounging oh. around the house oh, in the, full drag for them it's like Berlin take my breath away yeah. in uh, Top Gun you know what I mean it's like <laughs> yeah, we've got yeah. we're on the bed like with shit like Shannon Tweed gauzy moments yeah Gauzy moments with the Roger with the curtains billowing, yeah, dry ice smoke, dry ice yeah, with yeah. The, the the strap of the negligee off the shoulder, mm-hmm. you know, just like uh, our moan titty just budding, <laughs> <laughs> breasts budding. Where's my Top Gun? Yeah, I just want I'm gonna rock this Casper. Let me check my texts and <laughs> yeah. see if any of my suitors are waiting for me. <laughs> Look at these sweet titties! Oh my God, I have a car. <laughs> Oh, that songbird voice. Mm. You have a songbird voice. It's weird. I'm a parrot. I could. In, in You're a songbird. A you know, You're Madeline Ashton in songbird. There, there was a show. <laughs> me. There was a show uh, called Show Dogs, Moms, and Dads. And uh, World of Wonder produced it. Uh-huh. And they put an ad on Craigslist that said, We're looking for someone who can sing Supermodel of the World and yeah. sound like RuPaul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did a little demo. They said, Great. Come in. They hired me. It was like $50 for like four hours or something. Um, <laughs> Damn. And I recorded Supermodel because they couldn't use the RuPaul version because yeah. of the rights. and Sure, the money it even costs. Though, to... Yeah, because Ru doesn't own the masters for that and it's a big oh, point right. of contention on it. Yeah, okay. um, right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Her yeah, fucking and best she's, song. She's very adamant. No, I like Kitty Girl now. Kitty Girl is great. <laughs> well, Call Me Mother is fucking amazing one, but is everybody it, keeps call, talking about it. call me mother is in is it tommy boy that owns the rights to it then or is it larry uh, t or one of those okay um but it's a big point of contention but if you watch show dogs moms and dads it's me singing supermodel and you can't tell it's not her wow i'm a parrot wow. i have you know I, in dream girls when they say uh we have dina singing lead because she has no originality in her voice <laughs> and you know that's me i have no originality i do parodies and i imitate people that does not mean you have no originality. Yeah, it just means that you can that means knock you're, off a voice. Yeah, yeah, that means I mean, you're a fucking yeah. ventriloquist, bitch. Well, I'm not Stevie Nicks on All Stars. What does that mean? Dorji. Oh, I didn't see it. Mm. What happened? Dorji got moated because she saw that what they were doing, and she said, 
blah, 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 blah. Uh, just so you know, I'm not crazy. Her part. So there's this vocalist named Christine Bianco who does like 38 different imitations. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. So she did all these voices, like eight voices for all these girls. Like mm-hmm. Morgan was going to be Lana Del Rey, like for oh, this challenge. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Thorgy got assigned Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Who's, I don't think really is a gay icon. Maybe a little, but. And Shangela, really? some, Shangela got Mariah Carey yeah. and then was right after her. And there was another girl right before, I think, um, I forget who it was, but she had a great character too. Uh-huh. Two big, amazing characters that yeah. were topical. Sure. Sandwiched between random Stevie Nicks. And Thorgy uh-huh. was like, I see what's going on. I'm going to be in the bottom of this in my part. And she was assigned it. So she couldn't do much about it. And yeah. she was, and she went home, but she's like, at least this time people know I'm not crazy. Cause I said, hi i'm not crazy uh-huh. well you know i that that happened to me too i but it was it's oh yeah your part sucks. princess diana it but you know what though and that it all comes down to agency because it's like you could go on the record it's like sort of settling for what they give you it's like i could i could have spoken i'll be like i don't like this choreography can we spruce it up a little bit because you in princess the problem with princess diana is that you can't come I'm for down. her you can't but you can't come for her Mm-mm. you can't oh, make yeah, her yeah, you, you can't, can't parody her you it's can. a tragedy. There, there's nothing funny Try about saying Princess something Diana. Wrong. Well, comedy comes from pain, and there's no, no nothing you can inflict upon her that is, you know, appropriate. No, there's right. there was nothing funny about her experience. It was mm-hmm. she was the people's princess. Yeah, she was great. She was great. Like and, you know, and there's nothing about it. She's an ultimate. You know, go to go to the UK and talk shit about Princess Diana. And nobody's listening. So wait, how no. much sort of devious thought do you think goes into those challenges, or do you think it's just the challenge becomes a victim of circumstance in that? This woman, I, you said her name a minute ago. I can't, I can't remember what it is. The the one who does the impressions? Christine Bianco. Okay, so does she just have this? Does she basically, I do these impressions, and they're like, okay, well, I guess I guess we'll have her do this and that. You know what I mean? Picking from I, the list. Yeah. Or is the, do you think that there is some kind of perniciousness in the way that they I assign don't, I roles? Don't, I don't um, aspire to know if they think that uh, they have in their head who's going to win before it actually happens. But I do know that they will that it's it's been clear that they've set people up to be in the bottom so they could have a moment or whatever or like you know roxy was in the bottom six times during all stars two mm-hmm. it wasn't because she was the worst it was because they wanted her to break and snap and give them something and she gave them nooch which was perfect mm-hmm. you know she, it is breathtaking yeah. how well she played that but then there's other things that are very obvious like there's been three ties in all of drag race for lip syncs for your life Two of them have been Alyssa. Come on, they're pushing her through, you know? Mm-hmm. And I love her and she's my friend, but like they've invested a lot of money in her. They're not going to let her go home. Again, Roxy should have won the I Whip My Hair uh, lip sync. Everybody who was there tells me that and agrees. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been Alyssa. And Tatiana, I thought Slade, shut up and drive. I don't think Alyssa should have won that. But, you know, they do what they do. They're, it's the You know the thing at the end of the show where it says portions of this program have been edited out? Yeah. The good thing is they don't edit it out now. Now they have Thorgy in her own head saying, I'm going to be in the bottom. This is crazy. You know, they're showing it. They're showing warts and all with Untucked. I enjoy the program now. There were points uh-huh. where I was like, wait, that's weird. Delta's shirt changed three times in that conversation with oh, Raja right, 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 when uh-huh. they were really splicing and editing to get their story forth. Because how the reality shows work is you film everything and then transcribers transcribe it and then people go through the notes and pick out words and scenes and see story that they can construct and it gets kind of built in reverse. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's Benjamin how all reality yeah. TV is made and the people at World of Wonder are really good at it. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. And it, the thing is, it's like people are so... Um, it, it all depends on who you talk to and who you pay... To. Like the, the vocal minority of people online... Yeah just live and breathe the show so right. it's sort of like 
like real life isn't even real life. Never, never mind a reality show. Right, right. So it's like people are give. I think that people give World of Wonder and the editors and everybody in the queens a lot more credit than they deserve. Sometimes it just happens. That's like, true too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's the, there's no evil genius behind the the scenes, in my opinion. Anyways, I always assume that that my sort of just as a viewer, I always assume that like everyone just really wants to get to lunch, and yeah. everyone just wants to find the thing. Oh, thank no, God! Because we got by the that time you're in lunch, you're in a corset still. Usually. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the editors, the, uh, yeah. the quote unquote evil geniuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. about yeah. because also I have sort of backstage viewing of the Vanderpump Rules series. You know what I mean? So I see yeah. like a lot of the stuff. And that is a lot of, there's like a lot of stuff happening. And then they sort of massage I mean, you it take, after. You take 48 to 72 hours and then uh, squash it down to 44 minutes. Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes 41 minutes. Yeah, yeah. it's things crazy. are not going to be in there because also yeah. so, yeah. some things just don't, they're not appetizing. They're no, and I remember uh, after season seven, I was so twisted up. I was like, and then I would be dreading each episode and I'd watch the episode. And I'm like, oh my God, it wasn't even in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I, yeah, didn't, yeah. I didn't factor in. Like, I was like, oh my God, it's not all about me. Right. Okay. Oh, moving on. You know, right. it's like the, sometimes they, they get the good, they get the bad, and they, they just Well, you can always tell who's going to be top or bottom within the first two commercials because that's whose story they're focusing sure. on. Sure. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like when they sent Vanji home, I was just like, she was a walking soundbite. I can't believe it. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was so good. Willem, thank you. Will you lick my hole? No. You don't lick ass? I do, but not yours. Why not? Uh, Sister Dick will make you sick. Sister Dick. Craig, you hear that one? I hear that. I'm singing. Can we slap a TM on the end of that? (laughs) Sister Dick will make Make you you sick. sick. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Um, I would like to thank you sincerely for being my sister in drag. Aw, thank you. Also, I want to thank you publicly for showing me around LA three times. I do that to everybody when they think about moving here. Yeah, she gave me... Craig, she gave me the full... Holly, the full LA tour. She yeah. uh, and I'm my directional, my directionally challenged ability is now just like is, is now average thanks to her. Well, yours like, is much better than mine. I'm still terrible. Yeah, I don't it. need the GPS to get around LA anymore. I took her to the top of a mountain and I said, "This is where that is. That's where that." And like yeah. <laughs> to get that perspective, I think uh-huh. it really yeah. helps. I think. Yeah, she helps the sister out. Four she really does. Seven years ago, yeah. <laughs> that was a long time. <laughs> when did you move here? Uh, three days ago. <laughs> no, I've I've been, I've been here for a year and a half. I think something That's like that. It? I don't know. I don't remember. Drugs. Math. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for being on. Of course. Okay. You won't lick my ass, though. <laughs> Find out if the ass gets licked in our Patreon episode. Yeah. Oh, hit the stay Patreon. Tuned. Stay tuned for stay, more stay uh, tuned. dazzling details. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. It's whimsically volatile.